Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and for today's current mood convo, we are going to be doing a solo episode. It's been a minute. I asked you guys on Instagram to send in questions for a Q&A, and being just the organized queen that I've been becoming, I literally screenshotted everything, actually wrote all of your questions down, and divided them up into sections. So I believe there's just too many, you guys. We are going to do one this week and one next week. So yes, you're stuck with me by myself back to back. And the topics are going to be career slash growing up, wellness slash mental health, friendship, and dating slash relationship. And there's just a couple personal-ish questions that I'm going to toss in. But today's current mood combo is going to be career slash growing up and wellness slash mental health. You guys sent in so many great just questions and thought starters and everything. So thank you so much. And if you want to be involved next time, if you weren't this time, hey, head over to Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. But first, before we get to you, oh my God, let's talk about me because we have to do best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week was weirdly, okay, my best mood and worst mood are so opposite, I guess, but in a sense, well, okay, obviously best and worst is opposite. I mean that they literally contradict each other. That's what I mean. So they literally (laughs) I can't stop laughing because I think I I wrote these without realizing it and now I'm realizing that they completely contradict each other so let's talk about it best mood of the week was being comfortable and secure in I think what I meant is in my own space and like doing daily things okay so I think it has a lot to do with my environment and being more comfortable living in my apartment in Chicago and building this new lifestyle for myself so you guys know that I built a life in California. And now I'm kind of rebuilding a balanced life in Chicago. I've only lived here for 12 months. And most of that, like six months of that was spent going back and forth with like no routine, no balance, no personal needs. And that is what I'm currently working on. And I've actually felt very comfortable in trying new things and creating a space that I'm comfortable with doing things in a new city. So that's why my best mood is comfortable and secure. And I think it really builds confidence. I think the only way to build self-confidence and self-love is to keep the promises you make to yourself. So when you do things and you execute them because you want to, that kind of reinstills confidence in yourself of, look, I did this thing. I accomplished this. I'm great. I am proud. That's really how you build, or one of the ways, but a really great one of how you can build self-confidence is just being proud of yourself and doing the things you want to do and not letting yourself down. Because if you can do things for yourself, then you can do things for other people. But you have to start with yourself. This actually kind of has to do (laughs) with my worst mood. But speaking of doing things for yourself, I literally, I was having like a moment. It was a weird one. I'm not going to lie because my friends were like, yeah, she was on the brink of like a panic attack, but like we got it. And obviously it wasn't like a totally real panic attack, but I was definitely being not chill. And that's my worst mood. So my worst mood is I was freaking out for like quite a couple days and I need to chill. So my two friends were over. I was like having this freak out for like a couple hours. And I actually didn't even remember this when I was writing down my worst mood, but hey, it's real. I was being a psychopath and there were two moments over the weekend where I was being a psychopath, but this one in particular was on Friday and it was just an hour. And 
basically it was like that feeling of I had been doing things for other people and like thinking of everyone else's needs and like literally all I wanted to do was shower and like blow dry my hair and clean my apartment because that's kind of that comfortability I was just talking about and confidence right and so I felt like I didn't have time to do that I felt like people all these people were pulling me in different directions so I kind of started to freak out because I genuinely was being pulled in a lot of different directions and in a way that was meaningful people actually needed me and I literally was yelling at my friend not in a mean way I was just like I need to put my own oxygen mask on you can't put on someone else's oxygen mask without putting on yours first and so they were like on FaceTime with my other friend being like yeah like low baby just needs to put her oxygen mask on our oxygen masks are on so like we're helping her put hers on it was kind of this silly moment where I definitely was like freaking out a little bit but my friends were like okay like we got this like what do you need do you want us to make your bed for you would that help and I looked at my friend and I said oh my god yeah no like that would actually really help this is what I'm talking about I just have like weird anxiety and it really just has to do with that best mood of comfortable secure confidence doing the things I need to do to build that confidence not let myself down and then in turn be able to do things for others and after a couple days of doing things for others and then just a day where every single person needed me I started to like freak out but luckily my friend was there and she was very extremely helpful and I think I wrote this on Instagram well I know I wrote this on Instagram now this week someone was like what are things you do for your mental health now that you didn't do a couple years ago and one of them was being vulnerable and honest with my friends and family or just like anyone that's close to me and so I think in that moment I just really obviously we did it in our own way like the way we communicate as friends because it wasn't that you know crazy of a thing like I didn't need to cry or anything like that but I communicated in my own way that I needed help and I wanted to be there for other people but I needed help first and that is like a really big step for me in a sense where that's kind of why I can feel more comfortable and secure and confident because I'm doing the things I need to do for myself but I'm also letting people help me yeah my worst mood this week was I've freaked out and I needed to chill and I also freaked out again so basically I don't know I guess my worst mood was like psychotic I freaked out again on Sunday about like leaving and being left and it's a big obviously trigger for me and I think I made it a bigger thing than it needed to be sometimes we have triggers and if we don't know and understand them they can be really big and I know and understand mine and I let mine get bigger than it needs to be so it was really important for me to keep reminding myself on Monday to calm down and at least kind of ground myself and then in therapy talk about that and I literally told my therapist I need you to just like put me in my place I know logically what is going on and I'm freaking out and I'm being a psycho and I need you to give it to me straight and she did because that's what happens when you go to therapy for so long and you work on your own triggers and issues and it's not other people's fault it's literally no one else's fault that they're triggering you because your triggers are yours it's one thing if someone's being fucking mean to you obviously or like being an asshole but if someone's just like doing something and there's a misunderstanding and miscommunication and you are triggered and you need something different or whatever it is it is your own shit to deal with my shit is my shit someone else is not responsible for my shit and my issues and my triggers and so when I was freaking out about leaving and being left and then having like my bed made and drying my hair that is literally no one else's issue besides mine and as long as I can communicate that and take care of myself and obviously work on it those things get smaller and I'm able to deal with them and it's great when you're with your friends and they're able to help you and it's able to not get as big but then when you're in other situations where you kind of like let it get bigger because you're not as comfortable and you freak out it's just whoa you know what I mean it's 
a lot. So we take a deep breath and calm down and put ourselves in our place. I could obviously go more in detail into that, but I think that kind of gives you a decent overview of my best mood and worst mood of the week because I was able to feel both things. I was able to feel confident and secure and comfortable, but I also had to freak out and needed to fucking chill and needed to put myself in my place and deal with my own shit. Speaking of your personal space, furniture has a big part to do with that. You guys know that. An article has launched their new line of outdoor products for summer 22. Think oversized like statement loungers, streamlined dining pieces, and easy to style sofas for all your backyard needs. With 40 two pieces plus a selection of bestsellers from seasons past article is what you need to outfit the deck of your dreams this summer article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online so i cannot tell you how many times i've gone to article.com slash mood like on my own it's like pretty embarrassing i always think i wonder if they can track my ip address and like know that it's me and like using like my own link you know what i mean but i absolutely love their stuff their team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces so they have quality materials durable construction and they are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of a mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian design. So there's truly something for everyone, no matter what you want your backyard, deck, inside, interior to look like. They have fast, affordable shipping available across the USA and Canada, and it's free on orders over $999. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. So if you're in a hurry, this is where you need to go. And if you want fair prices, you guys, you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. So Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. So they have no showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. So you're basically getting that quality and style of furniture, but at the fair price because of that. So right now, Article is offering my listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim it, you just do what I do. Visit article.com slash mood and the discount code will be automatically applied at checkout. That's Article dot com slash mood to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Let's talk mood boosters. So I had this realization. I don't know why I said it like that, that I really kind of enjoy sharing mood boosters with you guys that I even try for the first time because I think we need to normalize being honest and just being like, yeah, I've only fucking done this once and I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it, but it felt great. So let's try. Let's talk about it because literally this morning I woke up and I just thought to myself, I could grab my phone. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to open the blinds. Then as I was opening the blinds, I thought, aren't you supposed to like get vitamin D and be in the sun for a second when you wake up? Don't people always talk about that? So I said, you know what? I have outdoor furniture and I took my ass out to the balcony and right on my chair, I'm actually looking at it. Yep. The sun's not even there anymore because I woke up at the perfect time. God had a plan for me, y'all. So I walked my little butt. Well, I don't have a butt. So I walked my flat ass out to the balcony and I sat in the sun and I let it shine on me and I took some deep breaths. Probably needs to take one right now. And I just grounded myself. I did a couple gratitudes in my mind. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about you guys the whole time. It's like this problem that I have with wellness things because I always like think, oh, I need to talk about this on the podcast. So I said, oh, don't do that, Lauren. Focus on the moment. And then I said, oh, and then I said, don't judge and shame yourself. It's okay. Just let the thought pass. See, I, I learn a lot. And I just like sat there. I said a little rare. I said a little ooh, ooh, ooh. And then I was like, this feels amazing. I love it. I like it. Deep breath. 
okay, now I need coffee. And I really enjoyed it, but I'm not going to like sit here and tell you guys that I've done it every single day this week. I literally did it about an hour ago, hour and a half. So try new things, normalize, uh, talking about things that you like, even though you've only done it once to hold yourself accountable or just share an experience. And that was a really big mood booster for me because I really liked it. I think obviously it's a game changer because I have like a chair outside right now. So hopefully I can continue to do it. And then I like did my coffee and my athletic greens and got my, got on my phone. And I definitely like walked back inside right away and was like, oh, let me check my phone really quick to make sure like no one died. No one did. I also <laughs> had no text messages because I'm a loser. But Okay. It was also like really early in the morning. So like probably no one was awake yet. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm going to move on to the next one. The next one I wrote down was like literally trying new wellness things and recipes. So I just really have been loving trying stuff and I give myself like one to two things to try a week kind of in the kitchen, right? Whether it's an actual dinner recipe or a snack recipe or a beverage recipe. So this week I tried the chia seeds that I talked to you guys about last week. I finally went out and got them or I think I got them delivered. Yeah, I got them delivered like the morning of the podcast last week. So I did the two tablespoons of chia seeds with the lemon water and I posted on Instagram that I was trying it. And it's, I feel like Instagram's just like, so like it's a safe space, like safer than some spaces, but it's not like the safest. So everyone obviously has their own opinion about wellness hacks and stuff. And I honestly haven't completely formed an opinion about it because I think I just have been so stressed and all over the place this week that I haven't noticed like a crazy difference. But I think with these things, it's like you have to kind of consistently do them. So a lot of people, I'm just going to say it, a lot of people like drink it and then poop literally an hour or two right after. And that didn't really happen to me like in a crazy way. I haven't had any abnormal like bowel movements. So I'm going to keep trying it because I think that, you know, it is full. The reason I also like it is because it is full of omega-3s chia seeds. And a lot of times you can like get a lot of that from fish. And I do eat fish once or twice a week, but omega-3s are like really, really good for your mental health and like your skin and mood, obviously. So I was like, okay, as long as this isn't causing me a problem, I'm going to like try to keep doing it because I really don't find a problem with texture of chia seeds. I think some people might. Margo, my friend, DM'd me and was like, that's fucking disgusting. And I said, if you can take a shot of tequila, you can take a shot of chia seeds. Like, let's be honest. Let's not beat around the bush here. The things we do to our bodies on the weekend is absolutely insane. So like we can drink chia seeds. You know what I mean? I also did the almond butter, dark chocolate on a rice cracker. And it's just like really honestly fun doing these things, like making these little concoctions in the kitchen. And I only give myself a couple a week just because, you know, it's expensive and it makes a mess and you don't want to like be putting all these things into your body. And also I don't need to cook seven recipes a day. What am I going to do with all that food? So it's a combination of I don't need to put a bunch of wellness things into my body and I don't need that much food. So it's fun having those little like hobbies throughout the week. Speaking of hobbies, um, I am Bob the Builder. It's kind of like, I don't want to brag and I don't want to, you know, like have to rebrand, but I do want to say that I am pretty amazing. I built eight pieces of furniture talk about being proud of yourself. And it made me realize that I obviously need a fucking hobby because I really enjoy it, but I'm also very good at it. So I don't know how this translates into a hobby at all, but I built so many things and obviously it's a mood booster because the process was fun and it's mindful. You're obviously not on your phone. You're doing things, you're accomplishing things, but then I love having, cause that was, that was my thing with hobbies that I don't even know if I've talked about definitely a while ago, but I hate not being good at something. Sorry. Why would I want to do something that sucks? Why do I want to uh, make something and have it be ugly? 
why? Why do I want to paint if I don't know? Like, if it's going to be fucking ugly, what am I going to do with the painting afterwards? I built the dresser. It's gorgeous. I get to use it. You know, there's a big difference. So that's my problem with hobbies. And it was also really fun because like I said, my friend came over. This was actually the day before I started to freak out. No, this was the day. Oh my God. But during the day, we literally have never laughed so hard because I have this like toxic trait where I cannot stop doing something until it's done. So I literally could not just only build one of the dressers even though I had to get in the shower. Like this is kind of how it all started. I was just kind of like, no, like I want to finish this dresser and I'm not even going to get into the freak out of it all. But basically the funny part is, so I build the second dresser really, really fast. My friend's like down at the pool and she comes back up and I'm like, we have, we, we have to move the rug. So we start to try to move the rug. We're like, okay, we clearly can't move it. Let's take the coffee table away. We move the coffee table, still can't move it. We just like look at each other and we're just like, fuck, like we have to take the fucking couch away. We literally moved every single thing in my apartment, the two of us. I have never laughed so hard in my life, like building this thing because we messed up at one point, like she was helping me with the first one. And then we ended up literally rearranging my entire apartment. And I was about to pee my pants, like lifting this couch with her. I, I was like, I can't lift it right now because I'm like pissing my pants. So all around a mood booster for so many reasons. So yeah, that's, I'm just giggling thinking about it. And then my last one is a reminder because this is one of my mood boosters and I feel like it's always so much easier in the sunshine because everyone's in a better mood. And so I like to remind you guys because it's my favorite thing in the world is be kind to strangers. It is the small acts of kindness every single day that are going to fill you up because it's just nice to be nice. And whether it's smiling at someone or giving someone a compliment or just saying hello, asking how someone is, just that small, small human interaction and moment of connection that is so like fleeting, but so important. It is just your gentle reminder to be kind to strangers, go out of your way to say hello. I kind of, by the time I get up to my apartment building, I'm like, people probably think I'm crazy because I have literally started a conversation or said something to every single person that I've walked by in this building. But it's amazing. And I really just think you should try it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling hopeless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. So obviously we associate burnout with work, but obviously that's not the only cause because I literally just talked about how I was feeling like I was getting pulled in so many directions. And if you don't take care of yourself the way I kind of put my foot down, not in like the healthiest way, and obviously I need to talk to my therapist, but if you don't put your foot down, like you will burnout and you will not be okay. I have to have better boundaries. I have to have better time management clearly, and I'm getting to know my needs better and I'm getting better at stating them. And that's because I talk to my therapist on the phone every single week. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burnt out and better help online therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Mood listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Mood. That's BetterHelp.com slash Mood. Okay, guys, let's jump into this week's current mood combo. We're going to talk all about career and like growing up in your 20s and then some wellness and mental health stuff. So let's start with career slash growing up. Someone asked, how are you feeling career-wise at the moment? And you know what? I just want to say, I'm going to be honest, like I don't feel great. (laughs) 
I don't feel a hundred percent. I definitely talked to my therapist on Tuesday about how I'm feeling some sort of imposter syndrome, I guess. I have some opportunities and I am working and I just have this like voice in my head of I'm not good enough and no one cares about me. Why should I keep going? Wait, I have no choice but to keep going. And then opportunities are being presented to me and I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. And the first thing I think is like, what if it just fails? And my therapist said, well, you're not going to fail. And if you do, like you will be fine. And I said, well, now that I think about it, I actually have failed many, many times. So I don't know why I'm freaking out so much because I've been fine after I fail every single time. And so I think I just kind of need to get my mind back in the right place because I think my career is manageable and I think I enjoy it. I have these moments where, you know, I kind of read through your DMs and messages and I'm like, wait, I am having the impact on some people that I want. And I have these moments where I'm creating content and I'm like, this is good content. Like, this is fun. I like what I'm doing. I'm I'm good at it. And those moments just happen to be more fleeting than the other moments of feeling not good enough and overwhelmed and stressed that I'm going to like fizzle out or something. So I'm kind of balancing those two sides of myself and career right now. And I just, I say that because I think it's completely normal. I think that a lot of people that are successful in a sense of like way more successful than me say that. And we kind of look at them and we're like, oh, you're you're fucking Kim Kardashian. Like, I don't really care that you're stressed because you have like a bajillion dollars and I just can't relate to that. And I say it in a way because I do get stressed about finances and I do get stressed about being able to support myself and my family and the amount of things that are coming in and not having as much control over my career because I work in an interesting field um, as other people. And so I just want to say that no matter what you see on Instagram and stuff, it's not all what it's cracked up to be and nobody's perfect and it's okay to not feel good enough because majority of us, I get probably, I don't know why I'm saying Kim Kardashian, but like, let's just use her as an idea. Everyone fucking feels that way. So just try to balance the thoughts and like do your best. And that kind of leads me to someone who said, do you ever feel like you want to give up? If so, what is something that changes your mind? So I kind of just touched on that. And I think it is because I'm in an interesting field, but I think you can apply this if you actually love what you do. And it's that I don't have a plan B. I simply don't. And part of that freaks me out. But when I really sit and think logically about it, like when I'm talking openly, let's say with my therapist or a friend, I'm kind of like, oh my God. And it's like, I don't have a plan B. And then I say it out loud. I hear it. And I think I don't want one. That's not even my personality type. That's not even something I want. Why would I put my energy into a plan B? Because that, that that's who I am. I'm not going to sit here and be like, okay, let me think of plan B, C, and D for a few days and then go back to plan A. It's like, no, I'm going to spend every single day on plan A. And so I think when I want to give up, it's more of an emotional thing, not a reality thing. So I think the way I kind of change my mind is getting really logical and really realistic with myself. And I'm just like, listen, do you really want to give up? Let's be serious. Because if you do, let's take logical steps to do that. And it's like, no, I I don't logically want to give up. So that's kind of how I curb it for myself. And it's not necessarily how I stay motivated because there's other stressors and other things that, you know, come up and you're like, ah, and 
or just really tired or stressed or whatever, and you just are like not motivated, I think giving up is a much different kind of conversation than staying motivated because staying motivated is something you have to do every single day. If you're waking up every single day wanting to give up, that's a much bigger problem. It's hard to stay motivated because sometimes you just want to have fun or you just want to relax and you're an adult and you have shit to do. So you got to motivate yourself a little bit, right? But giving up is something that you genuinely have to look at and think, do I actually want to give up and why if you really logically want to and you can make steps of what is what am I actually going to do how am I going to change if you say I want to give up and you really want to change it in your mind to I need to pivot I need to course correct I need to change something and it's a positive thing because giving up isn't bad if it's changing and course correcting but imposter syndrome of giving up is this bad emotion that you can just logically curb So I think you need to distinguish the difference between those two things and logically get to the bottom of it. I really liked this question because it was interesting. She said, what to do when you hate your job slash career, but you need money and you got a master's degree for it. So this is kind of layered because you hate your job and your career. One, you need money. Two, and three, you got a master's degree for it. Obviously we all need money, right? And I think that nothing great happens overnight and you need money in the meantime. So what you need to do is actually think about what you hate about your job and what you're missing. Think about what you can contribute to the workforce in a way that it serves others and serves your purpose and figure out what kind of job you think that might be, you are going to continue working at your job in the meantime because you need the money. You are gonna have a side hustle and the side hustle can simply be figuring out those things I just said, going on LinkedIn, figuring out if there's other jobs out there for you, figuring out what a plan of action could be. Do I wanna get into this field? Am I qualified for this? What are the steps I would have to take to accomplish that? Can I just start applying for other jobs on the side? Can I just pivot this within my company? Can I reach out to this person for advice? All while working your job and paying your bills. There's a little things you can do to make your way to course correct and make a change. You got a master's degree for it. There are so many people that have master's degrees and regular degrees, and they have absolutely nothing to do with their jobs. Those experiences and those things you learned, I know it's stressful and you feel like you're in a box, but you're not in a box. You can do whatever you want. You can use that master's degree for anything you want. You don't have to do the exact thing you think you're gonna do. I know so many people with college degrees that are doing completely nothing to do with that degree. I know people with master's degrees that get them because it was a great experience and they learned so much and they were so interested in the thing and now they're just doing something else because they want to so don't feel like you're stuck in a box don't feel like change is a bad thing don't feel like course correcting is something you can't do because you have a nine to five and you need to make money you can do small things every single day to figure out your next steps and then when you're ready to take them you can take them so in the meantime you're still paying your bills and you're still making money the next question was what to do when you're feeling lost in your 20s and I wrote this down because 
Y'all, we all feel lost in our 20s. That's the point. How many guests have we had on this podcast? I mean, we even had Jason Tardick the other week. We have, we've had so many people that literally say feeling lost in your 20s is exactly how you're supposed to feel because life makes no motherfucking sense. We're thrown into this adult world and expected to be able to do so many things and know exactly what we want to do. These are the years to fail. These are the years to grow up and have it be extremely hard and honestly feel like shit. You're going to get your heart broken. You're going to hate your job at some point. Maybe you're going to have to switch. You're going to have to move. This is the most stressful time of your life in a sense of you're lost and it is okay because we all are. That is the point of this decade and it is going to take you your entire twenties probably to figure it out. So what to do when you're feeling lost? Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't shame yourself. Don't think that you're alone and you're this one-of-a-kind person that's dealing with a quarter-life crisis and no one else is. Everyone is. Everyone's freaking out. I don't know a single person that doesn't hit around the age 23 to 25 or 25 to 27 because I'm saying those ages gaps because they're two totally different crises who doesn't freak the fuck out and every single person i remember even telling my brother this he was like freaking out about like what to do and blah 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 what to do next because he was getting his master's degree and he was about to graduate and i was like bro you're having a quarter life crisis you're okay everyone feels this way your cousin felt this way i felt this way so and so felt this way like you're okay sometimes when i'm like really pissed at someone i'm really close to them i'm like you're not special We've all done this. Like we've all been through it. It's not like to be bitchy, but you know, sometimes you talk to your friends like that. It just is what it is. Just be gentle with yourself and remind yourself that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel lost because if you don't feel lost, you're never going to grow. You're never going to go through the hard times that lead you to the really great ones. You're just going to stay stagnant and you're just going to like have a mediocre life. So embrace being lost. It throws you into this journey of figuring out what your best life looks like and you will get there and you will be so glad. The next one all about growing up is living alone. What are the good? What are the bad? I love living alone. I know every person is different. I even told my friend the other day, she was like, yeah, me and my like roommate have like an agreement that by the time we're 30, we can't live together anymore. And I was just like, listen, I know rent is hard and I know it's hard to leave a roommate and pay your own bills. But when you can, I do think it's really important to live alone. I think that it would be a shame to live with a roommate your entire life and then meet someone, fall in love and live with a man. I was like, if you can, I'm not saying it's a requirement. I'm not saying you have to. I'm not saying it's bad if you don't. I'm saying if you can live alone, do it because it is fucking amazing. I'm so happy I live alone because one day I'm going to be living with a guy and then a bunch of fucking kids and I'm going to miss living alone so much and I'm going to miss the peace and quiet. I'm going to miss sleeping in. I'm going to miss being able to do whatever the fuck I want to do. So embrace living alone. And if you get lonely and all this stuff, just make sure to fill up your time with other things too. Make sure to invite people over, get outside. Like if you're one of those people like me that has a gym in their building, right? Once the weather was better, well, even sometimes when the weather is bad, I was just like, I need to get out of this apartment building. I, I need to go on a walk. I need to, you know, go to a workout class instead of 
just utilizing the gym in my building, which is way more affordable for me. So I allow myself one workout class a week just to get outside, go see friends and kind of switch up my routine a little bit. So embrace living alone, make your space exactly how you want it to be and feel because you're not going to live alone forever. So just know that this is a special time in your life that you get to do whatever the fuck you want and embrace it and invite people over, host something at your place. And once you do that, you'll remember how awesome it is to live alone because they're going to make a fucking mess in your place and you're going to have to clean it up. So you will be like, thank God I don't have five roommates because everyone's messy. That was part of why I freaked out uh, last week because I was like, I don't want my apartment to be messy and I don't want to have people over and grill. We grilled on Thursday and then I had to do the dishes. I don't want to do the dishes again. And then I heard my friend on FaceTime being like, yes, so she just like doesn't want to do the dishes. Yeah, I'm psychotic. Like, I I don't know what to tell you guys. The next one's almost a little similar and it's dealing with homesickness. And this is something I definitely dealt with in my younger 20s. Now it's, I, I don't really deal with it because it's not like I was homesick in LA. That's not why I moved home. I just like wanted to have more fun and blah, blah, blah. Dealing with homesickness, I think it's really important to stay connected. It's 2022. You literally can text, FaceTime, all these things. So stay as connected as you can and plan trips. Make sure you know when you're going to go home. Make sure you know when you're going to see your family again or your friends. Make sure it's on the calendar because you have something to look forward to. It will make you feel a lot better and more at ease knowing that because obviously the unknown is very stressful and that's definitely something you can control because it's just planning and scheduling. So that's like something you can kind of take off the unknown fear platter and then just, you know, fill up kind of all the things that I said about living alone. Just kind of do all of those things because it'll make you kind of enjoy this new phase of your life where you're either living alone or with roommates and you're homesick and lean on people too. You know, if you're homesick and you're with friends, just tell them and be like, I'm homesick. Can we do something? Can we watch a movie together? Like, I don't want to be alone right now. Like, that's totally okay. That goes for living alone too. If you're living alone and, you know, like I kind of said it when inviting people over, but if you're lonely or you're homesick, just reach out to someone and be like, hey, can you come over? Hey, can you go to this workout class with me? Can we do something, anything? I just, I don't, I want to, I don't want to be alone. Okay. Last one is how to deal with not being able to achieve achieve a dream you've had for a long time. I chose this one because it reminded me of a TikTok that I saw. And it was this guy surmising all these self-help books and he's a professor and he's read every single one. He was like, I'm just going to like give it to you short and sweet. And this is why it reminded me because he was like, basically all you have to do is make a five-year plan, not a one-year, not like whatever, because you can't control that much. Even if you fuck up today, even if you fuck up this year, your five-year plan is still far enough away where you could be doing things to still get to that. And he said, basically, know what where you want to be in five years, write it down, and then write down every single day where you want to be in five years and things you did that day to achieve that. And I just thought it was really interesting because it's a great way to look at your life in a sense of let's look at our dreams and keep them really far away and know that we have so much time and stop looking in hindsight and then stop guilt tripping ourselves for not getting to where we want to be. Because if you're doing that every single day and making a mental note of doing something important for your future self that's so far away. I have a feeling you're going to get to where you want to go and it's probably going to be better than you thought. So make sure you're doing things, little things, not big things because nothing happens overnight. Make sure you're doing little things every day that support where you want to be in five years and don't stop being hard on yourself for not achieving it yet because I have a feeling that you're probably in your 20s 
and you're young and you're fine because I have a feeling you're not 45. I just, I feel like I know my demographic. So you not achieving your dream yet or being able to just take small steps. You will get to where you're meant to be eventually. Remind yourself that you are being guided, whether it feels like it or not. So don't be hard on yourself. Allow the things that happen to you be the things that happen for you and keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep taking the next right step. Gaps in your diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of omega-3s. We talked about omega-3s. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in diets in women of ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But you guys, you know this, they didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential Woman 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, <laughs> the Essential Woman for 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in a leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition. That's a big deal, you guys. I love Ritual because you guys know I just love things that are easy. I don't like things that take up time. I'm lazy and I like to just beep boop bop boop around town, you know? So Ritual is so cute. I love how it was just kind of created from a skeptic and just exhaustive research. Like those are the brands that are game-changing, innovative, and you can trust. Plus it has this minty flavor. It's cute and you can just throw it in your bag. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash mood and turn a healthy habit into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash mood. Okay, let's talk about some wellness and mental health stuff. Okay, first one is balancing a healthy lifestyle without letting it consume you in an unhealthy way. I absolutely love this because it's all about balance. And I love that my friend Sammy Clark posts like TikTok sometimes because she is just absolutely incredible. I admire her so much from the entrepreneur standpoint and her healthy lifestyle. I just, I think she's amazing. And one of my favorite things that she posts, because obviously she posts everything health and wellness and she posts TikToks or reels. Sometimes that's like, you can't have this without having this, or this is great because you also get to experience this. And it's basically like, all these clips of her, you know, doing all the healthy things. And then like her, like out with her friends, having a margarita and like all this stuff. And so I feel like balancing a healthy lifestyle without letting it consume you in an unhealthy way. It's almost like when we talk about best mood, worst mood, you know, it's like you don't get to realize it's the best or enjoy the best without a little bit of worst, you know? And it's obviously like we want the best to outweigh the worst. Like we want the healthy to outweigh the unhealthy, but you're a human being. It's not about being perfect. It's about having a healthy lifestyle, not a strict day after day. It's like your lifestyle overall is like healthy. You have the margarita and you go out and you eat the pizza. But, you know, during the week, like you're 
making sure you're fueling your body and feeling good about yourself so that when you go out and do those things, you just fucking enjoy them. And you're not so hard on yourself because you know how fucking great you are at incorporating healthy things into your lifestyle. It's not about being perfect. No one wants to be the motherfucker at a dinner that's like, oh, I can't eat that. Like I'm on a diet. No, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. And part of your lifestyle is enjoying your life. Being healthy is also being happy. So building a healthy lifestyle includes those moments, whether it's going out and drinking or going out and eating or, you know, being lazy and laying in bed all day and binge watching reality TV, whatever you think is unhealthy, as long as you're obviously not, you know, going off the deep end, hitting rock bottom, you know, I'm talking about like normal fucking things that you should not shame yourself for doing. I consider myself to have a healthy lifestyle and I go out and I take, I rip tequila shots, but guess what I do? I wake up in the morning, I take vitamin C, I take electrolytes, I get my ass out of bed and I go on a walk and I don't shame myself and I enjoy my fucking life. And I said this on TikTok, one day I'm gonna have a baby sucking from my tit, okay? So I'm gonna go out and have fun right now. And I know that I feel like shit if I did that every night. Oh my God, I would like literally be miserable. But I allow myself to do that because I take really great care of myself and I deserve to have fun. So that's kind of how I balance a healthy lifestyle without letting it consume me in an unhealthy way because I know that a healthy lifestyle includes those moments or else I'd be miserable. A healthy lifestyle is having more best moods than worst moods. And that includes having fun and including those things into your life, whatever they may be. Someone said, can you do a recap of bloating and inflammation? My anxiety doesn't leave my stomach alone. I totally feel this. And I basically said on Instagram yesterday or two days ago, I was just kind of thinking that I I felt as though I posted quite a few things that almost seemed to be associated with like weight loss and how I look. And I don't know what like triggered that to be completely honest, but I never talk on Instagram because I talk enough on my other platforms and I just like, I, you know how you can see like who watches your Instagram story? Like I always see like all my guy friends and I just like feel weird and I don't know, I guess I have issues and I need to work on them. So I literally just went on Instagram because I didn't feel like typing because I didn't want it to feel chuggy and woo woo. So I just talked and I was just kind of like, I do these things like putting my legs up on the wall, drinking lemon water, chia seeds, magnesium, whatever it is, because I get inflammation and I get anxiety and I hate feeling feeling uncomfortable in my own body. It's not about how I look. It's about how I feel. So the reason I talk about bloating and inflammation is because of how I feel. And like you, my anxiety doesn't leave my stomach alone. And I think that sometimes people forget that your anxiety doesn't always make you shit your pants. (laughs) Like it doesn't always like cause bowel movements. I've definitely been there. Oh, we we can't talk about it because it's disgusting. But there's definitely times where I just get really bloated and almost like I can't go to the bathroom. And that's when I have to kind of like do these tricks or it's like I'm someone that has anxiety and nervous system issues. And so it actually does cause a lot of inflammation in your body. And so basically I've been trying to do different things. I put my legs up on the wall. It's a very, very common thing to like kind of get your blood flow and circulation and trigger your lymphatic system to drain. Like even my ex-boyfriend would have to lay on the floor and put his legs up on the couch because of how much he was like working out 
in training, he was getting extremely swollen in his feet and calves. And literally after doing it 20 minutes, it would be like significantly drained more. So it's a real thing that like physical therapists and athletes and kind of, you know, wellness people do. No one started it. Someone messaged me being like, oh, so-and-so started this. I'm like, oh, no, uh, it's like literally a known medical thing that you do. And so I do that. I drain my lymphatic system as much as I can because I just hate the feeling of being inflamed. You know, I'll do facial massage. I'll do ice rolling. I'll give myself a little tummy massage, uh, lemon water, ginger tea, the peak ginger tea that I've posted on Instagram quite a bit and just trying new things. Like that's why I was trying the chia seed thing. And I was like so bloated from being so anxious. Like I talked to you guys about all episode that I just think that it it didn't like totally work for me, but I'm going to keep trying it. And like, that's why I love trying new things. So I, I think once I have like my, like maybe five favorite things, I'll do a recap on Instagram so I can write them out for you guys because I obviously ramble on here a lot. So let's do that on Instagram. I really like this one because it's best tips to stay on track health-wise with a budget. And I, I, I do know that it's hard to be healthy and get into wellness things. So I think that, you know, really, first of all, like filter um, the things that you see and, you know, even someone like me, the things that I talk about. I love trying new things. I get sent things. I get to try new things. And I think that I love sharing what I like with you guys because maybe you're like, oh, I actually am more of a pill person than a powder person. Let's say, let's just use me as an example. And Lauren loves this pill, like ritual, right? So I'm going to go with that. It's not like you need every single thing. And I think that I like to kind of try things and like, maybe you're not someone that wants to go out and buy chia seeds because you're like, that looks fucking disgusting, but I will go out and buy lemons. So I think the first thing is kind of like filtering and knowing that you don't have to do everything. You just kind of like get to pick and choose what you think fits in your lifestyle and works for you. And then the second thing I think is you know, finding like, let's say the grocery store that has the best prices. Like for me, I don't shop at Whole Foods all the time because like it can be really expensive. And so I make sure to go to Trader Joe's because it is so much less expensive and fresh food doesn't have to be expensive. So I think that making sure I have all this fresh food in my house, berries and bananas and lemons, some avocado and then a bunch of nuts and like getting all of that from Trader Joe's is so much cheaper than going and getting it at Whole Foods. So I really try to do that. And then also like there's so many free things you can do, like getting vitamin D and going outside for walks and journaling and all of these things that require no money. You literally can get so many workouts even on your phone for free. And even listening to a podcast is great for your health. Like there are just literally so many things you can do that don't cost money. So make sure you're doing those things too. And make sure you're not spending more than you need to on other things. Like try one thing at a time. And if you don't love it, then you can try something else, but you don't need to go and order every single pill and every single powder and every single tea. Pick and choose what you think like sounds really yummy and what you like really love. I kind of do the thing too, where I put something in my cart and I like sleep on it because or else I'd buy every fucking wellness thing because obviously we all want to be perfect and it, it, we're not going to ever be fucking perfect and we're just going to make ourselves broke. So sleep on it, put it in your cart and then 
actually try and have a budget, but focus on free things too. This one's more of a mental health one and it's how to cope with family stress. And I think this is really, really hard, but this is where boundaries come in and it feels like you can't have boundaries because you're family and you're stuck with them. But it's really, really important to have boundaries with your family. Even though they're your family doesn't mean you can't have boundaries. And this is really hard to learn. It's really hard to implement. And it is the only thing though that is going to keep you sane and make sure you have a great relationship for the rest of your life with your family because the worst thing that could happen is you have blowouts and you have all the stuff and like i've been there and it's absolutely horrible like even my chest is like getting tight just thinking about it but that's why you have to have boundaries and it's really kind of looking inward and figuring out what they are because it's so hard because things i feel as though are so blurry with family that you really have to kind of like figure it out i think you have to really have someone to vent to and talk about it with because you can get so in it it's hard to kind of like see what's right and wrong what boundaries are really bad boundaries and what is just being selfish. Like that's kind of how I've have felt in the past. And so talking through it with someone like a therapist or a friend really helped me figure out like, wait, am I being selfish or this is a boundary? And how do I implement this? Because it's tough with family because family doesn't have boundaries. That's the whole point. You can be your complete self. You can treat them like a punching bag, like all that kind of stuff. But as you grow up, you realize you're an adult. Most of your family members are probably adults by now, like siblings. Obviously, your parents are adults and you have to have boundaries the same way you would with anyone else. And it's really getting clear on what you need and how you're going to implement them, whether it's by actually having to have a conversation or by just making sure you're doing those things for yourself that you need, whether it's getting up and walking away, whether it's maybe having four family dinners a week turn into two. Like those are things that depending on your dynamics, maybe you have to communicate, maybe you don't have to. You do not have to take on all of your stress for your family. It's just gonna hurt you more than it helps you. And it's actually gonna hurt your family more than it helps your family. So it's definitely really tough because of, like I said, families are very boundaryless. But if you wanna grow up and live a long, healthy life with all of your relationships, you got to do it. Okay, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Thank you so much for sending in such amazing questions. There are so many more to the point where I just talked for an hour straight and I think I need to like pass out. Um, so I will talk to you guys next week and answer the rest of your questions. In the meantime, obviously I'll talk to you on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth at mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Make sure you get your merch shop laurenelizabeth.com to boost your mood. It's a friendly reminder all week long. You'll have a freaking smiley face. What are you doing? Talk to you guys next week. Bye.